This episode is sponsored by Canaccord Genuity Wealth Management, experienced wealth planners and investment managers who offer unwavering support in challenging times. Visit CanDoWealth.com for more information. Hello and welcome to Coffee House Shots, the Spectator's daily politics podcast. I'm Cindy Yu and I'm joined by Fraser Nelson and James Forsyth. So it's one of those flight tracker days here in Westminster as we watch Kwasi Kwarteng, the Chancellor, fly back from Washington, um, cutting his trip short, James. Why is he rushing back? So he has come back from the IMF meeting a day early. He's cancelled meetings. Uh, I think... Given the, the optics, no one wishes to be seen to be dashing for the last flight back to the airport. It's a sign of a seriousness of the situation. I mean, there are three possibilities. Possibility one is he is coming back to perform the U-turn that was much discussed yesterday and to abandon the, the cancellation of a corporation tax increase. The second is that he is coming back to make the case against that, to urge this trust to stick to her guns, to say, look, we came in to do things differently, we should carry on doing that. And the third is, he's coming back to do that, but ultimately his red line is, if if number 10 wishes to proceed and ditch the centrepiece of his budget, he is prepared to walk. Uh, I think those are the three possibilities. I think, given that he is cut off from all communication with the outside world in the middle of it, uh, some, probably somewhere over Ireland at the moment. Anyone who says that they know definitively which one of these it is, is getting ahead of themselves. I also think there is an interesting question here, which is people who would know say that Liz Truss has herself has not yet made any mm. definitive decision on, on, on the U-turn. And I mean, the other question you've got here is this, is the markets are pricing on the basis that the government is abandoning its corporation tax cut. And for that reason, I think the government will ultimately have to abandon it. Because if it doesn't, the market whiplash is going to be something else. And the other thing we've all forgotten in, in, this, in this intensity of this morning, always a, a, an interesting day when you're talking to the editor at 6.30am on the phone, um, <laughs> is that the Bank of England ends its intervention in the gilt market today in the in late afternoon. And I think the worst possible combination would be the Bank of England enter, ending its intervention in the gilt market and then the government saying, well, we're not actually U-turning, even though the markets think that we are, and gilt's going crazy all over again. 6.30 is a bit of an antisocial time to call James Fraser. But, um, no, he sent you... a very polite email saying, are you available for a chat? <laughs> and, uh... and after you'd emailed me in the first place. I, 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 okay, okay. I, okay I, and all more, I was up at five. I was okay, okay. the third cup of coffee. Um, but Fraser, could, could Kwasi Kwarten stay if a U-turn happens anyway? Like short of him resigning, I mean, this is his baby. And surely let's trust if she U-turns on that has to have some kind of sacrificial lack. It's not really his baby. I think there is sort of joint um, maternity and paternity claim there. It's well known that Kwasi Kwarten did actually want to say more about spending to assure the markets and that budget. And it was she who put him off saying, no, 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 let's go for it. She was the one who was quite insistent that they didn't need to consult more widely about the 45p tax cut. So it would be pretty strange to go and get him to eat not his words, but Mm -hmm. her words. That's why he might resign. Now, by the way, his credibility is on the line as well. Kwasi Hortang is a published author until recently very well respected. He's got the rest of his life to lead. He doesn't want to be remembered as a punchline Mm. of the shortest-lived chancellor who completely blew it. So I think he might well say to her, look, you turn if you want to, but the laddie is not returning. I would rather resign okay. than do this. So that's, by the way, I mean, there were so many, were so many options that, that, that he could be doing here. But I would not be surprised if he basically does not want to become the fall guy. If he's looking as if she wants to basically pin it on him like it was his crazy idea, he has to um, you know, revert to something else. I think you'll find a way of saying, no, no, this, this was a joint endeavour and it probably more you than me. And it is at times like these where politicians do 
wonder what their place in history is going to be. Right now, Quasi-Quartang is going to be the end to lots of jokes, unless he can think of something very clever very quickly. Mm. Well, James, he does have quite a lot of options because there are different ways he could U-turn, if a U-turn indeed is coming on there, because there are different parts to the mini-budget. So what are the options here? Well, I think the problem he's got is that the the markets want one of the £10 billion plus tax cuts to go. So if he gets rid of the I-35, IR35 measure or the VAT break for foreign shoppers, that that is not going to be sufficient for the markets. And they've already legislated for the national insurance to cancel the national insurance increase. So corporation tax is, is the obvious candidate. Now, as you say, you could, you could choose to go up to a slightly lower level than the, the Boris Johnson, Rishi Sunak government had initially penciled in, uh, had penciled in. But I still think you can't get around the fact that as recently as Wednesday in the House of Commons, Liz Truss was saying that raising corporation tax now would be a very bad idea and any U-turn would involve them raising corporation tax now. I think there is a fascinating question here, which is, Kwasi Kwasi wrote a book on the 1981 budget. Mm-hmm. And part of me just wonders whether... He might, in terms of thinking of his place in history, he might think, hang on a second, why are we abandoning all this? Right. Because and I'm going to be the person who says, well, we didn't need to U-turn. And that, that becomes his, his place in the, in the political firm, uh, ferment is the man who says that you know, it would have worked if we'd stuck with it. That's one option. The second point, though, is that when he became Chancellor, his whole argument was that you know he, he was going to help Liz Truss do what she wanted to do. And if what she now wants to do is unpick what he and her had previously announced, you know, that he, he will go along with that. I don't think he would have had much sleep on that flight. I think this will be a man churning options as the plane goes over Newfoundland saying, what, what is the right course here? Fraser, for Liz Truss, this is death by a thousand cuts, isn't it? Because she's had to make U-turn after U-turn. Uh, she can't push through any of her revolutionary tactics. She might stay in office, but she just has to give more and more to the party. And so she's essentially powerless. Uh, she would be. She would be um, if she basically gives up in Trussism and, and embraces Sunakism instead then her party will be inclined to ditch her and to get the real thing. What's the point of Liz Truss if she cannot deliver the manifesto that she stood on? So she would become instantly pointless, but worse than that, she would become an emblem of a part, of somebody who is in office but not in power, of somebody who is politically pointless. She would be an emblem of the, of the Conservatives' failure to be able to sell Conservative ideas. Politically, there are fates that are worse than political death, and this is one of them. To have to like abandon... Well, well, she would be a simulacrum. She would just be sort of hobbling on there because the party can't think of anything to do and can't think of anybody else. So I think now and again you're tempted to look at all this and think to yourself things couldn't possibly get worse for the Tories. That's uh, very dangerous to think that thought. Things can always get worse. That's what they said when Boris Johnson was um, in power. If you five points behind in the polls, which yeah. seems like the golden age now. And, and, and people who were saying that anybody else would be somebody better, that things were so bad with Boris that you should roll the dice. Now remember, when the Tory Party deposed Boris Johnson, Liz Truss was the number one bookmaker's favourite to succeed him. So I think it's it's like. Um, a very dangerous political calculation is always a swap in politics. It's never a choice. It's never a referendum. Do you like Liz Truss, yes or no? If you want to get rid of her, then work out who's going to replace her and in what ways would that be seriously better. And with Boris Johnson, it was things did get a lot worse. Um, now, right now, you're looking at a Tory party, which is, if today's polls were tomorrow's elections, they would lose 
probably three quarters of the MPs currently in Parliament. Now, this focuses the minds of those MPs. Sometimes it's said that there are some MPs who would rather a snap election to put Labour in, to make Labour deal with their mess and to get this thing over with more quickly. I spent a good chunk of my time yesterday calling around those who were at her um, 1922 committee meeting, speaking to them. I haven't found any reports of any MPs seriously making that argument. The one thing that unites them seems to be that they need to play for time, because right now an election would be a near extinction event. So what we can see in play now is a form of uh, extinction rebellion, with the Tories doing whatever they can to survive. James Fraser, thanks very much. And we'll be, I think this is one of those two podcast days, so we'll be, <laughs> so you'll be hearing from us later we'll as well. We'll be back once. Uh, <laughs> but of course, nothing, perhaps he, isn't, perhaps he isn't going to do anything. Perhaps he's come home. Well, when we did a list of his four options, number four was that he's come home early to watch Strictly Dancing. Yeah, I mean, possibly. It's he's the king of reason. chillaxing, so maybe there's not going to be so much drama, so let's see. Thanks for listening. Oh, babe, I hate to go.